in life, you're going to fail. You're going to you're going to get knocked down. You're going to realize that you're never going to get to the path you really want to be on without failure. Like if you look at your life, you have failed more times than you can even count, but sometimes you don't really conceive them. You just you just keep going. You're like, "Oh, that that sucked." But sometimes people take failure really hard, and I just realized, man, failure is just another way to try something different out. Hi, I'm Mike Gabriel. This is Mike'd Up Pod, a podcast where we talk a wide range of topics from business, health, lifestyle, but most importantly, the topics of life, growing, learning, self-awareness, and leading. This is where we get the best of the best who tell their experiences. So 38, I bring in a new friend of mine, Will Morales. This guy is as dedicated as anybody that I've come across. I couldn't wait to have him on because I was right. This conversation I had with him was actually one of my favorites. We talked about mental health, good books, his tricks to prep meals and getting into shape, his story with Mila Kunis, and of course, how to get a six pack. But what he does every day is this exercise called CARS controlled articular rotations it helps your mobility and your range of motion now it's not like he does it whenever he wants he's done it for 358 days in a row and that was when the interview took place his one-year anniversary was on november the 11th and i did the workout with him on instagram live i got to tell you as soon as i was done i felt better but I woke up with energy the next morning, and this was done at nighttime, and my body just felt better. I was actually doing exercises for a buddy for his for some workout videos, and I did three exercises on that Saturday, and I was sore, sore as I've ever been in a long time. So this was a perfect time for it and a good test, and it worked, it's incredible. You know, the other reason why he picked up this CARS exercise and this mobility and flexibility exercise is because he got into a really bad car accident with his friend, and he talks about it, of course, in this episode. Uh, They were drinking, this friend was driving uh, drunk, and they got into this really bad crash, and doctors didn't give him much of a chance to be active in life. So he said, screw that, screw you. I'm going to pick up this CARS exercise and hopefully change my life, and it has drastically. But again, what I love more about Will is his dedication and his commitment to doing this every single morning. And that's that CARS workout. And by the way, he is certified for it. So uh, let's get on with the conversation, man. Let's go. My man. Let's go, Mike. (laughs) How are you, brother? I'm so well. I'm blessed. I've been excited for this and I really appreciate you just reaching out to me and just the conversations we've had i know that hey your mind is very similar to mine and i just i enjoy talking to you so i'm excited for this and just to share a little bit about the craziness that goes on in this brain and yeah i am infatuated with the brain and i think i talked about that with you uh, on the phone how powerful our brains are and how you have you know the routine thing is important but sometimes it's not good either because you don't want to get stuck in it and then you kind of be complacent. Yes. And so the whole, the, the power of the brain 
can steer you any direction you want to go. And usually when we're stagnant, we go the bad way. We go negative. And when our body's not in motion, we're not moving around doing things, that's what happens. But when we're good, we're moving, we're exercising, we're eating right. Dude, I, I, Will, I can't tell you the difference when I'm eating good and when I'm not eating good. It's night and day. Night and day. That is the truth. It's, it's what did Bruce Lee always say? Be like water. You have to constantly, you got to keep moving. You have to keep doing the right things that you know that are right for your body. It's that battle of the two evils in the mind. You know, you have the good and you have the bad. You got to feed them both, but you know what you really need to do. And then most of the time it's like, hey, Will, get up early and you know you're going to do good. You're, you know you're going to have a good day, but more than likely that guy's going to tell you, hey, sleep in, man. Mm -hmm. It's going to feel better to sleep in. But really, if you just listen to, I don't even know which one it is for you, but for me, I just, I go away from the one that I know that is going to make me feel like crap. If it's, it's, if it's the easy route, then I know I'm going to take the hard route. And the more that I do that, the more that I feel like I'm becoming more successful and Whatever success is, I feel like I'm hitting that point because, hey, I'm happy. I'm, I'm fulfilled. I'm getting up early. Like you said, I'm eating healthy. And with that, I always just, I become a better father. I become a better husband. I become a better person in general. And that just speaks volume to the people you're surrounded by. And then people want to, they want to reach out to you. They want to surround themselves with you, if that makes any sense. So... You're yeah. spot on, man. You're spot on. Dude, it makes a ton of sense. Because I, I know that because that's what our bodies are like. Our bodies like good nutrition, you know, and then our minds like our good nutrition. They say the gut is the second brain, yes. right? So if you're not taking care of the gut, like your mind is not, your mind will be foggy. Like you're not going to be good. I love that you say that, especially with gut health, because I am a fanatic with nutrition. And it's one of the biggest things that kind of sparked my consistency. I've always been, I guess, lacking consistency, if that makes any sense. In terms of a routine? Yes, like I never, I always feel good, but I didn't realize that this life is, it's a constant journey. You know, you're never gonna find what you're really looking for, but until you create the habits that are gonna make you successful, are gonna make you feel better, you kind of realize, hey, it's a never ending grind. You're gonna be having to eat healthy the rest of your life. You're gonna have to work out the rest of your life. Like I wish it could be, I had a six pack at one time. It's like, I wish I could just have that and keep it, but hell no, that's not how the world works. That's not how the way of the body works. You gotta keep grinding, you have to keep going. And it's, once you realize that, ah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful it's thing. 100% dude it's a it's a complete lifestyle thing so like when you hear somebody that goes into a diet and is going to diet for two weeks or four weeks at a time more than likely they get off that diet and they gain more weight prior than getting on that diet so it's a complete lifestyle change man you can't just get on this diet and pretend you're going to lose all this weight and look really good you got to do it for the rest of your life yes. and so like when you connect with your body and you know that that's what you want and that's what you need and that's what's going to make the difference then yes. That's like, that's the game changing of this all. Before we get any more, and we're going to talk about some really good stuff all night. I talked to you on the phone yesterday about uh, what's happening in the region of Armenia and Azerbaijan and, and the fight uh, that's going on there and the war. And I was uncomfortable 
uh, talking about something else rather than that because I felt like I need to spread the word. I need to continue to let people know exactly what's happening. But I said, you know what? Why not talk about what we're talking about now because we need to get away from it a little bit and kind of just, you know, life goes on. I hate saying that, but we have no choice but to move on. But at the same time, I'm able, thank God for uh, social media in this case, that I'm able to put a little fundraiser button here. And so far, thank you guys so much. There's three donations for a total of 90 bucks. That is that is super cool. Uh, if we can keep getting those going, those those funds go straight to the soldiers that are fighting in Armenia right now for their land. So for those of you who don't know what's happening, it's, it's, uh, it's a constant battle. It's been going on for centuries now. And uh, it's so cool, Will, because uh, you're my new buddy now, and you've got a whole new following of people that probably didn't know what was happening, yeah. and now they're able to know what's happening. So, And like I said, I, I've been researching, and what's weird is I kind of vaguely remember this because I know that it's an oil-rich part of whether it's, it's Armenian territory, and I know the, the war ended in, I think, 92 or 94. They had the ceasefire, mm -hmm. but... The more that I was researching, I realized that it's, what is it, 97% of Armenians live in the territory that they're kind of fighting over, where, again, if you look at the past, it's, it's basically modern day, I don't want to say anything negatively to, to speak about it, but it's basically modern day genocide because these guys are basically forcefully getting taken away because due to the fact that they have all of this money. So Armenia, they, I think I was doing the research, they have about $550 million worth of funds in their warfare where the other group that they're fighting has $2.7 billion that they're using to, to, equip, to equip their armies. And it's all due to the, to the money that they're getting from this land. And I just think, you know, I don't know a lot about it, but hey, they continue to keep this fight going. And I don't know, I just feel bad for the, the Armenian people due to the fact that, hey, there was a ceasefire put in play, but I know it's been going on for centuries and I don't know if this is ever gonna stop. But the more that you yeah. see it, it's like, man, I, I feel, I feel just, I don't know, I, I, I almost like, you kind of want to be blinded to it because you don't want to think about it. You don't want to see yeah those types of things, but it happens to a ton of different groups. So I'm, I'm Native American, which again, it happens to several different cultures, but to see it from this point of view in modern day, you know, we're having the election going on and it's kind of basically a blinded eye is being put into this whole subject. But I just, I don't know. I, no, man. I, I have a hard no. time really talking about it because, you know, I don't really know the the real history i know i know i need to be a little bit more knowledgeable what but what i have researched what i've seen what i've witnessed is just crazy things but yeah. i'm sure you're you're more of a specialist and i know that you're armenian i know that your family has migrated so like yeah well will that's the cool part about this though because you weren't really a, you we, you were aware but you don't want to step your toes into it because you don't want that negative energy in your life yeah. and i do not blame you for that but that's this is the cool part is this is the whole recognition thing and, and letting people know and the awareness about what is really happening here. So, so that's the cool part. And, and uh, like I spoke to you on the phone uh, yesterday, my grandfather was a survivor. He was a survivor. He was a boy in Armenia and the Turks were taken over the land in 1915 and they 
crucified 1.5 million Armenians. And his parents told him and his siblings, you guys go on your way. Hopefully we see each other again. My grandfather was, uh, he survived, but he never saw his parents again. He never saw his siblings again. And uh, he was climbing trees and seeing all of this that was happening below him and, and seeing mothers being taken and open up their, their stomachs and killing babies. Like it's, it's graphic, graphic stuff. It happened. Um, but, uh, it's crazy. And, and he, and when he was, you know, when we were kids and he was telling us stories about war stories, we thought he was crazy. Like, why does this guy keep talking about this stuff? Yeah. But poor guy, it was a PTSD thing for him, you know, like he, he, he couldn't help himself but talk about it. And we're happy that he obviously did. So. No, it, and like you said, you, you told me a few of those stories and it's just, it is crazy. And to, to think about you having to hear that as a kid to, Think about the struggle that they endured. I would think my grandpa was crazy too, because man, we've got it so lucky, Mike. You think yeah. about, man, we're sitting in these beautiful chairs. I see that beautiful microphone over there, but this guy had to just go through some savagery. So yeah, I can't imagine grand. anything that's yeah. going on. And I saw that you guys made $27,000. Like that's that's beautiful yeah. that you're able to contribute. And I don't know, I think there's there's a special place somewhere for you for that like I just I love your cause and again like I said I'm grateful that you reached out to me because for somehow some way we're connected and I don't know why so I'm happy I did too yeah I did uh, I am too so let's let's get on to your childhood if we can you grew up in California no so no my my parents they they migrated from California so my dad and mom from Bakersfield from Sacramento they they were born in California moved to it was i was born in scotts bluff nebraska but they moved to lyman nebraska and i guess i probably five maybe six we moved to chico california for just a year no family really so couldn't make ends meet my parents were 15 and 16 at the time of my conception and just a just a grind i can't thank them enough for really what they had to endure. I can't imagine because they were raising a kid while being kids, if that makes any sense. So yeah, I guess we wouldn't have, we didn't survive up there. We had to come back to small town, Nebraska. And I guess I'm, again, I'm thankful for all of the, the travel, all of the uncertainty that life has thrown my way because through the obstacles, man, it's helped me gain this resilience because in life, you're gonna fail. You're gonna you're gonna get knocked down. You're gonna realize that you're never gonna get to the path you really want to be on without failure. Like, if you look at your life, you have failed more times than you can even count. But sometimes you don't really conceive them. You just you just keep going. You're like, oh, that that sucked. But sometimes people take failure really hard. And I just realized, man, failure is just another way to try something different out or maybe it's another way that somebody's telling you that it just really isn't going to work so again i kind of get off track but really i'm thankful that my parents they, they they got to travel they got to take me they got to experience that they had to bring me back they had to do all these different things but born in scotts bluff nebraska raised in a town of probably 150 with my parents and then we from there just kind of kept going kept moving different places and my dad was he was convicted of just some 
some crimes that kind of put him away for a few years. So I didn't really get to interact with him until I was like three years old. And my brother came when I was five. So we're five years apart. So there's just a, a lot of craziness that goes on. And I don't really remember all of that. But I'm sure somewhere in my brain, you know, that's affected me in some sort of way. So yeah, is your dad still alive? Yes. So my dad and mom are they're still still together, still married. They live in actually where where we grew up, so Imperial, Nebraska. So if you've ever read the book Heaven is for Real, that's kind of our claim to fame. But yeah, they're you're still a big, you're a big book reader, man. We're gonna get into that later. I can't wait. I just recently got into books. I I could never sit around and in my eyes it was like wasting time. But yep. I finally grew up and I finally realized how much you can learn by reading a book one and how therapeutic reading a book is. And COVID actually taught me that. I've got through some really positive things through COVID and that's one of them. I've read three books so far. That's big for me. That's really big for me uh, since March. And you just got to start. And I'm similar to you. If you would talk to people that probably grew grew up around me, they're like, man, I never seen a, a book in Will's hand in his in, in his entire life. But then once I started to really educate myself or to really see that, like you said, you can learn whatever you want. The more you read, it's like it's like listening, really listening to somebody. They're gonna tell you probably the best attributes that they have or the best knowledge that they have. So sometimes if you just listen, but if you think of books, man, it's like if you want philosophy, if you want to learn how to do something, if you want to learn some self-development, just read a book. I listen to more books than I do read. I read before I go to bed, but like today, I went on a bike ride. I put an audio book in, and actually, I'm reading the book, The Obstacle is the Way. And Is that the one you the, told me about yesterday? Yes, it's a game Dude. changer. It is a game changer. Just listen to it because uh, mm. it just it shows you, again, there's so many people before us that, you know, they're, they went through equally as hard times, harder times. And they show you that, Hey, in the midst of all of the recessions, in the midst of all the crises, people don't think about that. They're just thinking about, Hey man, I got to feed my family. I've got to, I got to make a dollar. I got to eat. So when you're put in those situations, those circumstances, you, you figure it out. So. You know, that's the other part of the obstacle thing too, Will, is that when we think that we're not ready for something, you know, we get anxious about it and we think it's not going to turn out well. But think about all of those circumstances and those situations that we've been in in our life and every single one of them, we've gotten through it. You know what I'm saying? Like we're yeah. here today. It's not like it's going to last forever. Those moments are going to, you're going to figure it out like you have your whole life. <laughs> do you ever think that way like so sometimes if i'm ever in a bad situation or if i'm ever really like doubting myself or if i'm like shoot this is the end of the world just think of sometimes you got to think of the worst possible scenario you've ever been in or what's the worst you've ever felt in your life and then you just got to remember hey man i'm still here i got through that like why not why not keep trying? Why not keep, you know, it, you're going to, like you said, you're going to get over it. So I love that. Like, I love that you think that way. And I think you have to, because if you stay stuck, then you're going to be depressed. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be stagnant. You're going to be comfortable. Well, uncomfortable. And then even more lonely, I guess, if that makes any sense. Cause I've been in 
those situations where I've been comfortable. I've been not trying to, I guess, not even excel, but just comfortable, just living life, letting life just pass me by, not trying to really. When, when were you comfortable? Was it before you were married? So I w it was my first year of marriage. We had just moved to a, a smaller town than Omaha. I was in Lincoln, but I was traveling for work and I felt like I was making good money. My wife was at a pretty stressful job. So what I did was I would meet her for happy hours. And I, I had always been a pretty, you know, I had been into working out. I had been into maybe not drinking as much as I was at the time, but I ballooned up to about 270 pounds, Mike. I was 250 pounds at my wedding. And no again, way. How yeah. long ago was that? So, actually on november 8th so november yeah november 8th so sunday i'm going to be married for six years so that was yes yeah, six years ago dude on my birthday congratulations let's go okay <laughs> i gotta send you a happy anniversary text yeah. that day I, i'll never forget it <laughs> oh, that's awesome but yeah so about six years ago and then you know it was little by little like you 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 definitely feel like you hit it you hit the nail on the head when you you don't feel like yourself you don't feel beautiful you don't feel cute whatever that whatever you feel like as a man you don't feel confident when you don't feel good like that this is what i can recall is like i would just i don't know if if i'd make fun of myself it's like i felt chubby like so then i'd be like man you're you're a little chubby so i make chubby jokes so then other people feel like it's okay to say chubby jokes so then you know it just it yeah you're totally insecure totally insecure with yourself yeah and then even self-esteem like i i'm sure i still battle that like people can look at me and think like man this guy he's confident he's he's cool whatever but no you use everybody battles with those self-esteem issues and i think maybe yeah. it trickles down from being a kid or from certain sure. situations in life but that's why you got to keep going you got to keep improving and keep reading self-development self-help books are just and choose properly and you, you choose your friends properly too man you got to be around the good people Yes. So I have a, a father-in-law who I, I guess I would call him a role model for me. Like he's a big, big personality, big, whatever he says is, is kind of, I always enjoy listening to him, but he always calls them anchors. So like, you know, mm. you got to watch out for those anchors because they're going to bring you down, whether it's with words, whether it's with putting you in bad situations. So I guess the more that you realize you got to look out for numero uno. And that's where the kid came into play. Like I have a beautiful boy and who looks just that, like you, by the way. Hey, now that's very nice. Of you. That's, <laughs> a, that's a nice thing you were saying. Cause that guy's, he's a, he's a lady killer. He's handsome. Like this guy he's is a total stud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's the man. But, so let, let's get back to when you were comfortable let's go. And, Sorry. and then now you're uncomfortable. When did that whole thing happen? Having a kid, there was a, a picture I had taken on my birthday and, I had remember remember like man will i'm i'm in shape like my arms are big like i feel i feel good and then my wife shows me a picture the next day i keep this picture strategically so then every year i look at it i can see what i don't want to feel like and what i don't want to look like but literally i looked at it and i'm just like dude you're gonna be a dad you better figure this out like and actually i was already a dad at that time so my my ba my my baby was a baby so then i realized it's like you've got to either do you want to play with your kid do you want to go to the playground and 
do you want your kid to either be here or do you want him to be, you know, that's my dad right there. Like, I'm proud of that guy. Like, I want him to, to come up to me. I want him to whatever, be the, the dad that, that coaches the team. Like that's, I just want my kid to essentially just be. How was, how was your, did you, did you have a relationship with your dad? I know you said at three years old was a, was the first time you met him. So, yeah. And it's a crazy story with like, he had, he was a kid. So his arrest was, it was just due to the struggle. Like he, he came from a situation, you know, like that I could never even imagine. So I guess there was a lot of animosity and probably spite growing up. But as you age, you, you see that if that was me, if I was put in his situation, you know, like I probably wouldn't have came out the way he did. So I, I could never really hold anything against him, but we probably had our, our differences. But what's crazy is the similarities. And that's probably why we have our differences. But now it's like, you know, communication is key. And the better that we get at the the stronger our relationship gets. But, you know, it's always a work in progress with parents. And, you know, yeah. we try, we try to do as best as we can. So yeah, but yeah, I just, yeah. I love my dad. My dad's name is William as well. And like I said, I get a lot of my characteristics from him. He's a funny guy. They call him Big Will and I'm Little Will. So he's always nice. been the, a big dude. So we're at 130 bucks of five donations. This is super cool. And if you guys can uh, forward this to others and have them pop in, donate if they possibly can, that'd be super cool too. Will, when you lost your weight, you were comfortable with yourself. What do you weigh now? You were at 276 uh, years ago. What do you weigh now? So I like, I'm, I'm down to 215. And so I do kettlebell lifting. So I do kettlebell sport, which is, I do kettlebell long cycle. So if I'm going to go into a competition, I try to, well, because due to training, I'm down around 205 pounds, 206 pounds. And that's when I'm literally, it's, it's almost a, a little bit of, of an obsession, I'd say, because it's sleep, it's nutrition, it's, you know, you're waking up, you're doing a little bit of cardio, you're, you're working on your technique, you're working on just every piece of, let's just say, mobility that you can because, so what it is, is it's just a clean and a jerk. And yeah, I got down to 200, 200 199 was my lowest, but that was just, just sickly. Like I was counting every little thing. I was borderline obsessive about it. And then now I'm just fluctuating at 215, being more free. Again, my wife loves me a little more because I'm able to go out and do stuff. But when you really get down and dial in your nutrition, you don't really get to do that much. So I, I was fluctuating around 8% body, 10 to 12%. And that's just because it's a goal of mine. With that being said, like I do yearly goals. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm going to write all these things down and then I'm going to put them in my shower so then I can see them every day. So if I let myself down, you know, I'm not going to hit that goal. And like I said, maybe I have a little borderline OCD in that sense, but hey, it, it holds me accountable. So I need something to hold me accountable. Nothing wrong with that, man. There's can, a lot of successful people yeah, who are hold. in your shoes. But yeah, that's 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 kind of what helped me. Like the, the kid, that picture, and then, you know, I found the beautiful sport of kettlebells, just long cycle. So, and if nobody knows what that is, I, I'd love to tell you about it. <laughs>
we we're gonna get there. Right, keep and by the way, for everybody that doesn't know yet, on November tenth, so you've worked out like I think it's three hundred and fifty-seven days in a row now, every single morning. Is that true? Yes. So what I do is I do controlled articular rotations, which it's essentially it's training the brain to work with the body. So we all have a cervical spine, we all have a shoulder, we all have scapulas, we all have hips. So what I do is I articulate each joint, but I do it specifically with rotation. So you have a shoulder joint, I have a shoulder joint. If I can, I use irradiation or that's kind of what they use in this specific philosophy, but you basically get a universal contraction. You're going to hammer through. I'll use like a, a PVC pipe. I'll push down. And once I push down, my abs start to fire. And then from there, I can literally articulate whatever joint I want to. And as I articulate it, if nobody knows, the more that you're going to, you know, let's say jam into the joint or rotate in that joint, you're going to hit right at that capsular level. And the more that you rotate through that if you're limited in extension the more that you take it in extension if it makes any sense you're going to get stronger and the more that you do that you're going to see that hey maybe i need to turn on my posterior delt and i've been in the physical therapy field for the past 11 years so it's kind of right down my alley so the more that i think about every muscle the more that that muscle works for me so i was in a bad car accident and it, this this has been a game changer for me. This is where I think my passion really for educating people about their body has really just been like wildfire. I'll tell anyone and any everyone just about functional range conditioning, mobility, because, hey, if you move your body perfectly, it's going to do wonders for you. And the more consistent I've been, so 357 days, whatever it is, I just did it this morning and I... I'll do it on like time lapse, so it's always fast. But that again, that holds me more accountable because I can't get lazy with it. I have to be, you know, I can't take a break. I've just got to keep going through it. So if you ever need some motivation, it's just time lapse yourself. So then you're not just over there on your phone. Then your phone's away from you. You can you can watch yourself in a mirror, but you know you don't need the distraction. And early in the morning, that's when your tissue is laying down the foundation for the day really, or like that's when the, the best time it is to work out for me specifically. But a lot of people or, Hey, I read books, a lot of high achievers. It seems like they, they wake up early. They, they get it out of the way early because the rest of the day then is it's just a benefit. So if I get another workout in, Hey, I've already got everything ready to go. And then maybe I'll do still a few more, controlled articular rotation. So if I'm doing upper body, I can do shoulders, I can do elbows. And what I'm doing is just taking it through its full range of motion. And Mike, if you logically think about it, if you take your body through full range of motion every single day, how are you going to have any restrictions? And with no restrictions, how are you going to have any pain? And I'm a, I'm sitting here with a broken T2 to my L5 vertebrae, and that was either at the spinous process or transverse process, so the the little bony prominences in the the vertebrae. So I was ejected from a vehicle. I've got 
my collarbone still doesn't line up. You know, I've broken ribs, broken feet, so I should not be feeling this good. And to piggyback off that, that's what what led me into kettlebell sport and Russian. I got a Russian kettlebell certified instructor uh, certification, which 40% of people fail. And I just wanted to do, I keep wanting to do things that are hard because I was told that I would not play basketball again. And I was a college basketball player. So it's almost like, you know, hey, you won't be able to walk again. I feel for those people who they overcome that. But once I overcame that, I just realized I can do anything I want to. I just have to put in the work. So that car wreck of yours was from you drinking and driving, right? Yes, it was. It was, yeah, my buddy and I were on our way back home from just a, a night out in, so I'm from a small town of about 2,000 people, and we went to the big city of about 100,000 people. Maybe not even 100,000, it was 50,000 people, but we were on our way back, and it was the first snow, and just, you know, you, you're, you're young. I was 23, so I should have known a little better, but we just slid off. My buddy was driving and rolled the car. I got ejected, he got ejected, but they found me and my body core temperature was 90 degrees. And I don't remember any of the, the ambulance ride to one hospital and they really couldn't do anything for me at that hospital. So I had to be taken to another hospital in North Platte, Nebraska. And just from there, I spent five days in ICU and the uncertainty of my spine and, you know, road rash everywhere. I actually lost all of this skin here and like the hair on my head was gone and they said it wouldn't regrow so that was one of the biggest things i was like man i've always felt like that i was okay looking so with that i just thought you know that was the end of the world for me so everything that i'm living right now i just feel very fortunate if that did, makes sense. Did, did the doctors tell you you weren't gonna walk again no they never said that but after my uh it was a month and a half after the accident, I went back for a checkup and just my spine was literally, it just felt unstable. So everything I did just, you know, it, it hurt. Like I was hurting everywhere. Obviously your bones heal and it takes six to eight weeks for bones to heal. But you're a kid, you're thinking like, hey, will I be able to play basketball again? And then this specific doctor, I really wish I could remember his name, but was like, no, I you get on pain there's a pain clinic you know you probably should shy away from playing basketball you probably won't play again and honestly I, I i vividly remember the car ride home because i was with my mom and dad and just you know you're you're silent you're just you're you're thinking you're in your mind that's when you're really in your mind and then i get home and my brother's back from college and i remember uh, no explode was big at the time. So he was getting some no explode and mixing it up a pre-workout to go to the gym. I'm like, man, you know what? I'm just going to go with you. And I go to the gym and it's painful. I know it's painful. And I, I don't even think anything of it. I'm like, I'm going to go try to do a pull up, which was the stupidest I idea I came up with. But I remember the pain that I felt and just thinking like, well, I might as well use two pound, five pound weights. And you're, I'm not even supposed to lift. I'm not even supposed to be off my couch. I'm supposed to be, you know, laying supine. I'm supposed to be not really rotating. I'm supposed to be keeping everything 
I guess, in perfect alignment, but I just said, screw it. I, I had nothing to lose then. So then I just started building it back one pound at a time. Really, it was, it was literally five pounds. I just remember whatever it was, it was no form whatsoever. I just said, screw it. And from there, it took a, it took a few years to, <laughs> to get back, but I didn't really know anything about it. And I was studying for my boards at that time. And honestly, if I can take some blessing from that, during that car accident, my grandma was going through breast cancer. So I got to be there the whole time with her and just, you know, as she was going out, I got to be around her. So again, like everything happens for a reason. And if you can find the good in the bad, then, you know, there, there's, there's going to be a blessing. But from there, I just learned that, Hey, you're going to have to, you're going to have to battle. Like really it's, it's you versus your brain. It's you versus, just whatever obstacle you have in your way and it's you got to build little by little man well that sets you up for today will i feel like i think I it really to, did it right? really did and now that i look back at it like that's that's one of the catalysts that showed me that you know you can do a lot of what you want if you just put in the work but you got to put in the work and you got to do it diligent you got to realize you know nobody's gonna be you know if you want a workout partner they're going to let you down. You've got to develop this, I guess, what, what it is really, the obstacle keeps the score when you read that. They're going to tell you what willpower is. And it, it, it's willpower. You just got to gotta will through the negative talk. You've got to will through, you know, the man, I'm sore today, the man, I'm hungry, man, I'm whatever. Like you got to will away from the candy bar. You got to just you know, find a goal that you really want to accomplish and then just never lose sight of it. But yeah, it really well, did. Yeah. Now, sorry. I'm like, I'm going on off of these tangents because I'm going back in time. You're good, man. Will, Willpower Morales. That's the That's new cool. name. Cool. <laughs> I love that. Willpower. I know. So, so I let's see. You, you got into the car accident at 23. You were, you got married six years ago. So I think you're, you're 35 now, right? So you're yes, 29 sir. when you got married. So yep. six years after your accident, you got married. Yep. Six years fast forward today. So you're 35. So your wedding day, you weigh 270 pounds. So 250. At my heaviest, I was 270. Yeah. Okay. I, 250 I in was, your wedding. I thought I was skinny though, man, at 250. I thought I was like, you know. And I, I, didn't come, know anything, yeah. I didn't know anything about nutrition. I just thought if you ate healthy stuff, you get skinny. Well, how were you in college when you were playing ball? What what was your weight? So I was probably, you know, 220. Just, and but and I was, you're playing like the small forward shooting guard or what, what so position? Pretty, so I'm 6'4". I'm, I'm so what, what we did at one college was we kind of ran a, a, a spread type. We wanted to get the ball out of the hoop as fast as you can. So I was the guy. So I, I've always been able to push myself. So I was basically a big man. I, you can't even really call it a a forward, a power forward, because what I would do is I would try to run the ball. I would run to the basket. Once the ball came out of the basket, I would throw it into my point guard. He would try to go as fast as he can, hit the free throw line, and then once I would do, I would go trail, and then I could either shoot the three or I would go down and I would post up. So it was honestly like I was a – You're kind of a flex. A wing to the, yeah, it was a wing to the – but then my sophomore year, I transferred, and I was again. I 
I like to shoot the three back in the day. So like that's. You, were, you, were you playing ball when you got in the accident or no? No. So I was graduated by that time. Okay. So now uh, let's fast forward. So from two, 270 to 250, and then now your weight, you're at about two, 220, 210, 220? Yep. Two, yeah, 215, 220, whatever. So how did you get into this movement, this, this cars, and, and what got you into that, one? And two, is it something that uh, you need a certificate for? Yeah. So to, to break it down, what really got me to lose my weight was – I realized, you know, with, with this kettlebell sport, I have to be a little bit lighter. And I started waking up at 4.35 o'clock every day, and I would start either training for that or I'd do a Peloton ride. And then from there, I'm just like, hey, if I can do this, I literally can do anything. And I have a little home gym behind me, and I don't really know. I've always been one to have weights around, and I travel with weights. I just – I love to – do that but I also love booze and food so I realized I had to cut back on that I had to really kind of get into again started starting to read I got my precision nutrition certification that's how I started losing the ways that you realize and I actually got a coach too that hey he kind of tells you every day you've got to 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 set a habit you've got to be consistent there too with your training not only is is nutrition going to be key for you? It's going to help you train, have the energy to train, sleep better, which was awesome. But what got me into CARS was it's it's a certification. So CARS is controlled articular rotation, and it's a functional range conditioning seminar. And what's cool is I'm in the midst of designing a gym for a financial service company here in Omaha, but. I kept wanting to go travel to all these different gyms. So I got my certification at the Onnit Academy in Austin, Texas, just because I really wanted to go see the cool equipment. I wanted to go see, you know, Joe Rogan always talks about it. I'm a big Joe Rogan fan. I listened to his podcast, but it ended up being one of the, the best things because, hey, it's something that gets me up in the morning. It's almost brain food because the more I do it, the more I realize, hey, I have so much more potential. I'm pain free and like I said, I'm trying to preach this to anyone who will listen, you know. But how did you how'd you get into it? How did you find out about it? Uh honestly, Instagram. Like hmm. I just saw people doing these weird things with their body. Like it was whether it was sitting into a ninety ninety. So then I would see these things and I would I have a kettlebell, so I'd just be sitting into like with my leg up here. And then, you know, I've always wanted to do the split. So then I'm like, how do I do that? And then you start following these people. And then I just started Googling what they're talking about. And then I saw a certification course. And here's a funny story. So anniversary is uh, November 8th. I think I even have a tattoo that is November 8th, but I think november is 11 so i was thinking it was november 11th so i was like oh heck yes this uh certification course is the 12th or i'm maybe it was like the 9th or something but i'm like man i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'll get i'll do my anniversary dinner i'll have my anniversary with my wife and then i'll do the certification course mm -hmm. but lo and behold man i i actually scheduled this certification over my anniversary and 
I couldn't back out because I had already paid for it. But it's always a story that's going to keep with me. So I have to stay consistent. I've got to do it. I have got to make it worth it to my wife. And the more that I do this, the more that I'm at least a little bit sexier for her. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So and you're yeah, making money and you're making money doing it. Right. So that's even more sexy. So yeah. And it's, you know, I've, I've got to, it's, it's like you, you kind of get a following because then you get these other people that start to feel good. They start to move better. They start to realize the value of a big toe man. So just Google functional range conditioning, Google cars, controlled articular rotations, and then let that rabbit hole take you to a life of feeling better. And just, you know, I had a buddy who played at Memphis that came over the other day and he's just a real big dude but can't move. And the more that I wish I could see him every day, I would just be like, man, you, you have so much potential. And he's had knee surgeries where I've had ACL surgery and I shouldn't be feeling the way I'm feeling or I shouldn't be moving the way I'm moving. So it's like, I wish I could help you and I'm helping him. But if I could see him every day, I would just be like, dude, let's just hammer into that knee. Let's just show yourself that you can do it. You just gotta, you know, you're going to go to PTs who just tell you to, or chiropractors that are going to pop you in, but you've got to really focus on one, one joint at a time. And if, if it takes an hour of your day, you've got to really work on it. You've got to put it in positions that are uncomfortable. But as you do that, you're going to be more resilient. I was going to say, if a guy gets uh, ACL surgery, would you rather him go through cars than through a physical therapist? I wouldn't, I would not. I'd have him go, I'd have him go through PT, but I would, a lot of PT. So when I went uh, and did my certification course, it's you, you're having chiropractors, you're having PTs. So a lot of PTs might still be certified in um, functional range conditioning because it, it does go a lot in hand in hand. Because what I also value in this system is it's very scientific. So whether you like it or not, you know we have maybe been quadruped at one time. So if you look at, let's just say, if you, with your toe, if you go clockwise with your toe, and you can do this right now, go am, clockwise with your toe, and then draw six with your hand, and see what happens to your toe. So go clockwise with your toe. Goes, goes the other way. Six. Dude, we're all connected. That's what's <laughs> crazy. So then the power of that just shows, yeah, see, now you're doing the six with your foot. But, <laughs> and so is everybody else, by the yes. way. <laughs> but it's it's funny how it works that way. So then the more that I realize, hey, our feet are just massive in the sense of, you know, we jam these feet in these beautiful shoes, these Nikes, these Jordans, man. I still love Jordans, but I try not to wear them very often. But we're jamming them. We're losing the ability of our big toe to really abduct, you know, so... We just have no control of that foot. I don't know where I was going with that, but it just, it all stems from the feet. I'm, I'm very pro uh, foot where I don't, let me get back on track. No, 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 no. It's good. It's good because it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing, man, because my, I am extremely tight and unfortunately yep. for me, I'm sitting most of the day and I know that's horrible. And when I wake up in the mornings, I work out usually five to six days a week, but it's not enough because I know I'm tight. My joints are tight. My body's tight. And so when I came across what you were doing, I knew it had to do with mobility and flexibility. Yeah. And, I'm, and I need a lot of that. 
So this is like right up my alley of things, different things. Um, so I'm, I'm looking, by the way, our workout is going to be on the 10th, which is your anniversary, your one year anniversary of, of doing this for one straight year. Yes. And again, I'm, I'm pumped for that. I'm trying to get a few other buddies to come over and just, you know, yeah. it's almost like I, I, I enjoy it. Cause I, I do have friends that come over and I'll just show them it and, you know, Hey, maybe we have, a drink or two doing it because you know if it's later it 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 helps you relax but when you do it you almost just feel free if that makes sense hopefully you got the the yoga block and you got the two tennis balls and a pvc pipe it's basically you spend eight dollars and you can get a workout of the gods and again i like to say it's the prerequisite of all moving of all movements if you want to do it before you start working out. If you want to do it for months before you start working out, I, I wish people would do that because like you said, if you're sitting all the time, more than likely there's going to be some more, some yeah. anterior rotation of those shoulders because, Hey, we're sitting here. We live in a society of, you know, we read these books, we have this beautiful iPhone, but you know, Hey, the more that we forward flex there, the more we kind of get stuck there. But look around you when you walk around, you're going to see people with yep. a little bit of hunchback. So the more that you can just focus on more posture, the more confident you're going to look, the more confident you're going to look, the more you're going to retract those shoulders, you're going to open up. And then more than likely, maybe it'll take some pressure off of that low back because when we're kyphotic up in our upper thoracic spine, the more than likely our low back is going to be tight too. So what about you? What about a six pack? Is that a gene thing? Is that a hereditary thing? Okay. So that's, I, that's how I used to get away from ever thinking I was going to have a six pack. I've always wanted a six pack and I thought that was like, no, anybody can do it. You just have to literally count your calories. You have to day by day, like, it, it might take you a year, but if you want it, you can have it. And I, my genes, you can look at my family. I should have never had a six pack, but you know, once I leaned out enough, you, anybody can, that's what it is. You, you can't specifically tone one area, but if you really focus, dial in on nutrition, you can get it, but it's what are you willing to sacrifice? Are you going to, go to a happy hour? Are you going to go to dinner with friends? I was literally, I would travel one specific trip. I think we went to Napa Valley and I had my food packages. My family went to um, In-N-Out Burger and In-N-Out Burger is my jam, but I had my prep food. I ate it in In-N-Out Burger. So it's a lot of sacrifices. I was, I didn't even, I tried not to eat. I was doing I brought my kettlebell, so it was a lot of sacrifice. It's it's not fun. It's a lot of willpower. It's a lot of self discipline, but if it's worth it to you, you can have it. So so it's all nutrition. Seventy five, eighty percent is all nutrition. And you right? gotta do the work. Yeah, you gotta you gotta realize maybe your iPhone tells you that hey, you have eight hundred calories left for the day. You really don't, man. You gotta you gotta burn those calories and. Give yourself a strategic, if it's for you, I don't know what your basal metabolic rate is or your BMR. It's the 
the amount of calories you need to sustain a living and then anything after that is a plus so like what i did was i would supplement myself maybe 500 extra calories and then every single day i try to hit say 2400 calories and no matter what like i would try to hit that every single day and over time i realized hey if i'm consistent with that i would i would lose maybe a pound pound and a half a week and it's so slow, but patience is going to be your virtue if you really want a six pack. But when, when you're counting your calories, are you still eating good though? Or are you counting your calories and eating burgers and fries? Hey, it's Mike. If you're enjoying this conversation with Will and I, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Give a nice review. Give me five stars. Most importantly though, share it because there's so much good information here that I want all of us to get better to do what we can to win every day. And the stuff that Will is talking about in this episode is just that. There's so many tricks to the trade, so much good stuff for the brain, for yourself, and just to be a better person. So share this with your friends. Let them know about this episode. Let's get back to the conversation. Literally, I eat this. I eat the same thing. So I was told by one dude who... Again, you listen to who I guess you want to look like, really. But he's like, you know, you, you, you want to be the seven foods you put into your body. I kind of broke it down, maybe the five foods. You want to be the five people you surround yourself with. It's the same thing as the food. So, hey, Brussels sprouts. And I put it in the food processor. Carrots. Yeah. I do lean ground turkey or chicken. I'll do some sort of beans, whether it's pinto beans. You go to Walmart, you can get no sodium beans, no sodium black beans, and literally all it is is dietary fiber and low calorie. You're just getting just good nutritional whole foods. So I just was eating whole foods, nothing processed. All my oils or anything like that, I would substitute that with like low sodium chicken broth and then that would be my moisture for my meal. And then anything that I would put on top of my meal would just be like, hey, mustard, hot sauce. So again, it's a sacrifice, Mike, but it was a sacrifice I was willing to make because I didn't want to look like that picture on my birthday. And again, I wanted to be able to roll around with my kids. So the lighter I became, the more active I became, the more energy I had. So it, you said you put all those ingredients into a blender and then do you eat it with a spoon like soup? So, so I, I blend it like a blender. It's a processor, like a food okay. processor. So then I do that and then I have a big walk. So I cook in bulk. So really what I would do was I would get these black containers and then I'd weigh out say 14 ounces of food. So basically I was turning myself into a gerbil, but with that I could dictate you know, if I'm not losing weight and if I'm not cheating, then maybe I'm not, if I'm losing too much weight, then, or if I don't have enough energy, if I'm pissed off, then maybe I need a little more food. Maybe I need to hammer more water and ha water, water was massive for me. Like the more how much water, water do you, drink, how much water do you intake a day? A lot. <laughs> so like, for instance, a, you know, just like a, a gallon jug, a but, gallon, yeah, but but I would do more than that. Like, you know, you, wow. you, see, you see one of these and you just go fill it up and just drink the whole thing. You know, if you really, before a meal, drink a whole pint of water, like that thing right there, you know, just 
hammer a few of those. And then once it's done, just go fill it up. Just be cognizant about it and it'll just help you because what I learned was sometimes when I was hungry, I was just really dehydrated. So right. when I would drink, I would just give myself like a little 15 minute rule. What, what do I feel like in about 15 minutes? And then if I was really hungry, then maybe I could get a snack. If it was time to eat, it was basically, I was living my life in a video game. I was just trying to hit that three to four hour mark. And if I could make it five hours and then I'd have my prep meal, but I've always, I always have, like I'm always prepared if that makes any sense. So I didn't know I how important water is. Like this is this is ionized, there's purified. I didn't know how important spring water is. Did you learn anything about that? I just saw a documentary I, with uh, Darren Oline and Zach Efron on on Netflix. I haven't, but I've heard different Incredible. things. And obviously you you can I always think, "Hey, is it a marketing yeah. is it a marketing ploy? I don't know, but I've got some beautiful tap water that I drink here that really does the know, job. Yeah. So I don't really know a lot about that. I'm not educated. What, there. what about cheat days? Do you have any cheat days? I do. So, but there's some times where it's, it's a cheap meal, you know, like other times where I would do a whole day, but for a while I would just, you know, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have one. I would just make my meal prep. I would do it on Monday. I would do it on Thursday. And then on Friday, I could just either take some of what I meal prepped already and then added a few more vegetables. So I had it over the weekend. But again, that's a sacrifice because then even for my wife, I wasn't able to go out and do a lot of stuff. So is she was, as strict? Is she as strict as you? Oh, um, she, so she's not as she's pretty strict, but she's not that strict where she, she'll still, you know, she likes to go to happy hour. She likes to go to dinners yeah. and stuff like that. So it was, it was a selfish move on my part because I realized I was taking away a lot of our time too. But then again, we got to cook together. We got to really realize the value in whole foods, like nutrient dense foods. So in a weird way, it worked in both of our benefits because we see what nutrition really does to us. What that. about your boy? How, how does, is he eating most, most of the stuff that you're eating? He, he does, but dude, they call him uh, Mac and cheese because he eats so much Mac and cheese. So <laughs> again, I can't, I can't be a hypocrite because when I was young, man, I was eating, you know, yeah. bologna and cheese sandwiches. I was eating all, all the crap. So yeah. I can't take that away from him. I don't want to be, drill sergeant and have him kind of rebel on me. So I just want him to enjoy it and he'll eat, he'll eat my, so even for breakfast, Mike, I'll have, you know, Brussels sprouts. I'll have that. Like, so breakfast is what you want to make it. If you want to have a salad for breakfast, you can do that because mm -hmm. you're in control of it. It's just, again, what are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to sacrifice that Starbucks and that McDouble or do you want to have a, a salad or do you want to have your regular meal so yeah sometimes he'll eat it with me he loves cottage cheese and he'll 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 eat the vegetables with me and i just really preach you know hey vegetables make you strong they really do they you know, do man and and especially at that age the brain will develop i believe uh, a lot quicker and he'll he'll be better you know growing up i just feel like when they're that young 
course, it's all in moderation. The kid should have pizza and ice cream and all that stuff. But, yeah. you know, getting them vegetables instead of a Big Mac is, I think, it's is a game changer. Food. Yep. Yeah. And with him, uh, again, I my father-in-law, he'll work out with me over here. I'll train him. So we got into a routine or a habit where we do 200 push-ups a day. So my my son sees that. So then now he tries to do his little push-ups and stuff like that. So he's getting to see some some fun stuff as a kid. So I, I, I really enjoy that. I actually took up juggling five days ago because, again, I, I'm trying to learn these skills that I can pass down. And I don't know, being a dad has been just a, a blessing to me because it shows me that, you know, there's more to – to life than fantasy football booze and happy hours and hanging out there is you know you 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 got to pass on your legacy you've got to pass on your good traits and i feel like that's kind of what happened to you is that you got uncomfortable in a good way when you had your kid because it's it's now time you got to make sure you're going to be there for him at, at all times and you got to take care of yourself before you take care of anybody else and when i was younger for me it was you know, I can't take care of myself. I got to take care of somebody else. I can't be selfish and just worry about myself. The older you get, you you then realize that you've got to take care of yourself first. You have to, because then you're in good, decent shape to take care of others and then let them know and, and even give them, spit them some knowledge, you know, as to how you got there and how you're doing well now. I love that. Yeah, that's the truth. And that's that even goes for a relationship. Like, hey, if you can develop yourself into the best version of yourself the other person is going to follow suit and if not you're still continuing to be a better person so that's just going to trickle down into your relationship so no matter what the the more self development you can do the better you are as a husband as a dad and obviously you're still looking out for your family but like you said you're looking out for yourself your my wife says it the best, you know, like if you're a glass, you've got to keep filling your glass up with, with love. So it keeps overflowing because once you stop filling your glass up, it's just going to start, you know, people are going to start mm. taking from you, taking from you, taking from you. So then she says the analogy a little bit. That's better. cool. I like that. I like yeah, that. She, she's a, yeah, she's, she's a special one. So like I said, yeah. I, I think you feed off of your spouse a little bit too. So I think we're a, a good couple in that sense where good we just kind happy, of happy happy for you guys man that's game changing it yeah so i appreciate that it, it's it's been trials and tribulations but as we get older as we as we've struggled you know like i think we realize how fortunate we are and just how lucky we are to make it through all of the the crap you know but yeah. by the way we're t we're 20 bucks from 200 so for those who have donated thank you so much it means a lot thank you Talk to me about that Mila Kunis situation, that video. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I try to – that was really when I first really started getting into it, started being consistent. And I had just got done with the kettlebell competition. So I keep going back to that kettlebell competition. But I went and I competed in Detroit, Michigan at the IKFF Worlds and ended up getting rank one in first place in my division in 2014 kilogram kettlebell so that's 53 pounds on my right 53 pounds on my left whatever and i'm cleaning and jerking so i got Jeez. first place whatever so i was always confident i was cool and then we actually got to have dinner with them at a it was a auction thing and mm. 
I don't know what she was, what we were even talking about, but she was just asking me like, what do you do to, to get big arms or maybe something like that? And I was like, well, well, I do a lot of flexibility. I'm, I'm, I'm a mobility specialist. So like functional range conditioning, mobility specialist is what they call me specifically. And when you get certified, you'll be a mobility specialist. So then she got more intrigued. And then I'm like, here, I'll just show you something real quick. And a lot of it is just body awareness. So the more you're aware of your body in space, the more you can move it perfectly. So I did it and subconsciously, I didn't even, I just, I was in my element. Like I said, I was confident at that time and I got to kick her butt a, a few times and just really get into her brain. So that's what it is. It's about training the bot, the brain to work with the body. And yeah, so I kind of put her through that. And after that, I actually got to go on a run with Ashton because he was at the same hotel we were at and me and another guy were going up and down this hill and I had came back to the bathroom and I saw that he had his running shorts on and his tights on. So he was like, so you guys just go up that hill for fun. And I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll take you, I'll take you, I'll take you down it and up at one time and just see what it's like. And he agreed to it. And it was a really cool experience. It was, it was humbling because you realize, man, everybody, we're all the same, man. And I had to make sure that I actually had to win, win up the hill, but he was in good shape. And just the stories that you got to hear, it was, it was really cool. It was. Well, they seem like really good people too. They seem real laid back and. It, yeah. Real right? laid back. Very, very personable. Very like I would consider Ashton just being like a, just a, a smart savant type person. Very, I would never call him like you wouldn't think you would think Kelso, but it's nothing like that. He's very reserved, very introverted, I would say. And then you have Mila, who is just, she's just the life of the party. She has so much charisma, so much, you know, personality, which was cool. And you can see why she is the way she is. I think she did a commercial for like Jack Daniels or Jim Beam or something like that. And they like mm -hmm. sold out of all the Jim Beam for like five years or something weird like that. But she's got some power, man. So that cool. was pretty cool. Like that was, that was <laughs> honestly, that was pretty cool. So I can yeah. say like a yeah, trainer of the stars one time. <laughs> yeah. That's Put awesome. Asterisks on that. But yeah, that was, that was neat. Um, Let's get to the books. So what's that one? What's that one you were telling me about yesterday? The obstacle is the way. I gotta write that down. Write that down because again, it goes it goes through history. It goes through just a ton of people who have overcame obstacles, or a ton of companies that were started through recessions or crises. Yeah. So, it, so have you have you read the book, or it's only on Audible for you? So I'm I'm listening to it right now. Okay, okay. So, I wonder if it's a yeah. tough read. Um, I honestly, it it could be, but. I'd still read it. Heck, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's worth it's worth the it's worth a tough read. It is, and if you just you got you kind of have to, if you can schedule something, like if you can schedule thirty minutes in your day, it's reading has to be scheduled. It's like mobility. If you can wake up and do it, or if you can do it before bed, you know, it's it's therapeutic to do it before bed mm -hmm. because it's gonna help you sleep. Like I'm reading Michelle Obama's book right now before bed. And I'm really reading that one. I'm not listening to it, but that's, that's pretty killer too. You see 
<clears throat> if you want to see struggle or you want to see somebody who she grew up on the south side of chicago like just unknowingly going through hard times never even like thinking of going to the university of chicago because she's in such a predominantly black neighborhood but she ends up going to harvard princeton whatever i need to remember that i should probably remember that right away but it's <laughs> one of the prestigious schools because she doesn't even get looked at but she's got such high score she's so so dang smart so then she goes to just a an ivy league school and from there it's just it's crazy how everything transpires and it just seems like it goes down but you read uh this book and you see oh barack that's all he does he just reads he just reads he's a philosopher he's a he's just a a thinker so there's something in these books that you read one book and it's going to tell you hey maybe there's another book that is right in the same category that you might need to check out so question about reading books when you're going to bed though do you have a book light I just do it on my phone or I just do it. So okay. we have a, my wife has one on her side where it just clicks on. And she's a, she's a reader of all readers. She. Okay, so what about when you go to bed though, Will? Like when you're ready to sleep, what do you do then? Yeah. You just, does a, book, does a book lay on your chest and you go to bed or do you know you're no. sleeping so you put it away and you sleep? No, I just, I'm literally, I'm like, man, if I even do that, oh, I feel a, a hint of tiredness, book's done. So. Okay, I'm not and you kidding. put it away and you go to bed. Yeah, I just go to bed. So the really? obstacle is the way, man. I'm looking forward the to reading that is, thing. And then if you really want to, The Relentless is another good book. It's by uh, Kobe Bryant's trainer, Michael Jordan's oh, trainer. I have it. I have it. It's uh, with with Grover, right? Yes. Yeah, Tim Grover. That, I've honestly, like, six times I listened to it back. Like, it's an audio book, but I just would replay it, replay it. He yeah. is amazing, man. He puts these guys through grueling, grueling training. And then he's like, I know a lot of these guys aren't going to show up, so I need to make sure I know who I'm getting. So he puts them in the most grueling training initially. And then if they show up, he knows he's got the guy. Yep. If he doesn't show up, he knows what kind of guy he's got. It's, yeah, it's incredible. And another one is, you know, think and grow rich. It's, it's old, but like I said, why don't you – listen to the people that paved the way and mm -hmm. i've heard from tons of people if you if you listen to it you know several times a year and again if you're just on a walk if you're on a bike just put it in if you're training yeah. just put it in so yeah that's a another ton there's a ton of my like i'm gonna keep sharing them with you yeah man please no matter what yeah. like I, I i love i love to just pass on whatever i'm like feeling and i'm sure you do the same like if you're starting to read just send them out to me because that's that's the fun in it. You realize that it, it helps you in so many different ways, whether it's your vocabulary, whether it's just the mindset. That's that's a whole nother ballgame. Did you read uh, Aubrey Marcus's book, The I, uh, On It Guy? I haven't, but he's a he's another fascinating cat. He's got a good just he's a philosopher. Like he's just a great book. Seems like a kind, loving. He just it's all about kindness and love, you know, and mm -hmm. working out, which those, those go all go hand in hand. I think the more you work out, the kinder you are. You never really meet somebody who's busting their butt that is really unkind. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're out trying to accomplish a mission. So they're not going to be unkind. They're not going to be negative. They're going to be, you know, pretty much 
positive. So next time you go around somebody, it's be like, man, hey, great job working out. They're gonna, they're probably appreciate that. So, so talk to me, Will, about your routine. You wake up in the morning. What is yes. what is your usual breakfast? It depends. So I'll wake up in the morning. I've actually got a a three day a week client who comes and actually he's big, big dude, just a a strong guy, but. He came to me because he's he's not very mobile whatsoever. So we'll do the cars together three times a week. So that starts at 5 o'clock, 5.30. And really, I don't eat breakfast until usually around 10 o'clock. And if I have a client, sometimes I'll have a protein bar after my first workout. and then. But, are you, but as soon as you wake up, though, you're drinking water, right? Yeah, I'll drink water or I'll make a coffee. I'll drink a water pretty much within the workout, but I'll make a coffee. So what I do is, <laughs> it's weird. I'll go start my coffee pot. I sit into this stretch. I'll literally, I have my island and I put my legs up like this and I just sit on it just for a little bit, just to open up whether it's my external rotates. I just sit here for a little bit and it just wakes me up stretch. because it hurts. Yeah. And then you can go this opposite way. So I do both ways which hurts even more, but it wakes you up. When I first started, By the way, my favorite, my favorite part of these workouts of yours is that you've got the most random basketball shorts, the Miami Heat, the, the Grizzlies, the, uh, what else you got? The, uh, Man, the Lakers. I've, I've got them all, yeah. So Mitchell and S <laughs> favorite shorts, and it's, it's all nostalgic. You know, it's all 1995. But specifically the Memphis, uh, not the Memphis, but the Vancouver Grizzlies with Mike. Yeah, Vancouver, I know yeah. you're, those, those are my favorite of all time. But I just got a pair of, they're like a 1978 Milwaukee Bucks that are pretty Ooh. cool. And the Golden State nice. Warriors from like 95 with Tim yeah. Hardaway. I got those the other day. So Yeah, good yeah I know. I'm a kid. I actually had in my mind that when I grow up, I want to be one of those dads that just wears cool shorts, you know, maybe... Maybe he's ripped. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but shorts and Jordans. I've always been a Jordan fan. Like, I love Jordans. They don't do good for my feet, but hey, they look cool, so I'll sacrifice. It's like chicks wearing Louis Vuitton shoes, man. They, they aren't comfortable, but they look good. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why. For sure. I so, you're working. Yeah, man. It's the best. I love so, it. Yeah. So, you're, you're working out at 5 a.m., you have your breakfast at 10 o'clock. What's, what's breakfast usually? Are they vegetables? No. So it's literally the same prep meal. I, if I, I should have brought it down. It's literally what I had tonight was I put carrots in a food processor, Brussels sprouts that are roasted in a food processor. And then today I had edamame, but yesterday I had, so edamame, like soybeans, I had pinto beans yesterday. And then I'll do, I had lean ground turkey with some cilantro and. Dude, that sounds so good. It sounds so, so easy. good. And then but I never thought of the food processor, man. Yeah. This is amazing because every time I want to prep my meals, I you know, I hate saying I don't have time because you, yeah. you can make time for anything. But yes. this food processor is like game changing for me, man. I'll send you pictures after this, man, because and then I have this wok that is just massive. So I can cook and that's what's cool is my wife eats the same thing, so I'll have two more meals tomorrow, so that'll be my breakfast. And then mm -hmm. I'll have my lunch. And then do you warm do you warm this up, Will? Sorry, do you put it in the fridge and then do you warm it up? I, yep, put it in the fridge, warm it up, and then hey, I have 
sriracha so get sriracha Dude. and not the bottle but the sriracha like the paste oh it's so good you can throw I in am a so on this oh my oh, gosh geez, oh. man and then you know what walden farms is it's a no. no calorie but they have like a creamy bacon but you just throw mm. that on and if you ever want to crunch add a little bit of celery to it like i said mike i'm poor man so i really i i like to use you know if it's on sale we throw a lot of uh what is it avocados in there too so and if you want to crush up any nuts sometimes we'll do that i haven't done that lately but there's, Dude, there's I am so things, in with this so you're doing the same thing for lunch and dinner too i'm assuming so yeah and then i'll have a snack so my snacks usually consist of i'm addicted to rice cakes but they have like white cheddar or they have everything bagel or rice cakes and then i'll just get some albacore tuna it's like 80 mm. calories and it's low sodium and then i'll throw that on top of it with a little bit of hummus some mm. hot sauce and you're golden man mm. a little bit of mustard if you want like i said i'll send you that it's called the poor man's guide to eating but you I, eat i love food. it what yeah, time are you in bed what time do you go to sleep so i'm usually in bed about 9 nine thirty. so i'm already past my bedtime Okay. But hey, I'm still, I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up right now. So. I know, you're keeping the energy alive, man. I like it. I appreciate it. Let's go. <laughs> so, so you've yeah. got a 5 a.m. tomorrow? Yep. So that's my, okay. it's my All buddy right. Aaron who he's uh, an absolute animal. And like I said, it's, he, he's just fun to, he, we push each other. And that's, that's the, the fun is he's one of the only people that I've ever met that really matches my energy. He shows up every single day ready to work and the dude's 48 years old, so I can never not have energy. So I've always got to supply the energy. He just, he, he supplies the push and we kind of just hammer it out. You are one of those guys where I think this question that I'm gonna ask you is, oh, hell yes. And usually when I ask the question, it's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> do, you take, do you take cold showers? No. Oh! You know, that's one thing. Well, because I'm already like, you know, yeah, they, they do it for that, like, that mindset. I've, I've tried it, but I'm like, you know what? I'm already doing my self-discipline everywhere else. Hell no, I'm not. Like, I'm, really? I'm sissy <laughs> when it comes to that. I just can't do it, man. I'm like, and I'm sensitive. So You know Wim Hof, right? I do. I do, yeah. breathe, I do breath work. I do breath work, and, yeah, I'll do all that stuff, but cold showers when are you doing when are you doing your breath work in the mornings so what i do is i actually have a hill right by my house so i'll do breath work even in my workout so in cars if i'm here this is what's cool man is when you breathe when you really work on your diaphragmatic breathing say if i'm tight my pecs and i breathe in really big and then once i exhale i can externally rotate or bring my arms back even more so I'm getting more of a stretch so anything you're doing if you take a big deep breath in your nose or two and then relax you can go further into whatever stretch you want or anything like that but what I do is even on my walks like just try six of them or if you're in your car and you're kind of feeling a little bit just mad if traffic's bad go ahead and Take a few breaths. I always say six because after the six, you either want to pass out right. or you just feel grateful. But I, I implement that a lot. And again, you've been told as a kid, go 
dude, go to your room. Go do, go count to 10. Go breathe 10 breaths. So a lot of the times I just kind of go back to that. It's like with the food. Chew your food, man. And then if you mm -hmm. chew your food, so then if I food process it, then I take one part of the equation out or one part of the process out of the equation. So then I can just, it still tastes as good, but I don't have to chew that much. You're spitting a ton of knowledge to me and others. And then when we put this in an audio version, ton of knowledge, I just want, I want to give you one piece of knowledge. I yes. want you to take one, I want you to take one cold shower and I want you to do your breathing techniques in that cold shower. Because what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself, as you already know, you're going to, you know how friggin' powerful this, this mind is. Yep. You're then going to go beyond that and say, whoa, I knew it was powerful. I didn't know it was that powerful. You know why? Because that cold shower, it turns, it turns into like mild temperature, man. No, no jokes. Okay. And you, and I know you're fired up for every single day of your life. You're going to be fired up times 10. I promise. Okay. okay. I promise Damn. so just one okay. time dude just one okay. time and just no, shoot me a text just I'm shoot me a text and be like dude i am pumped let's go and you'll be screaming in the shower by the way you're gonna be like let's go you're gonna be fired up okay just one time and then after that it might be two and three and four so yep, you might right. get your wife in it yeah it's a new habit that i need to create see i love to take long showers so then maybe this yeah. this is gonna you're gonna help me save some money so you're doing you're doing good everywhere else so i, I appreciate <laughs> that look at you mike you're doing, yeah, you're doing good. Do you I usually like wake up in the morning and take a shower or is it at night? No, I don't. Both? So I'll, I'll get up, just train, and then I'll usually okay. shower before like – normally I have a 8 o'clock client. And if not, then, you know, 9 – it just it, it just varies on my next okay. client. And if I have yeah, to smell night for that next client, then I shower. Because if it's at night, don't don't take your cold. You're, you're, you're going to be up because you're going to be pumped yeah. up. So you take okay. take your warm shower at night. But if it's like during the day or if it's yeah. before you start your day, it's it's a it's a game changer, dude. It's awesome. awesome in there. And then you sit there, meditate, breathe, do your thing in there. Okay. My man, I think we covered everything. I uh, two two minutes, Will. Two minutes. Okay. Two and a half two and a half minutes. Yeah. And you're out, and you're like, I already worked out, and now I did this. So you're like. You've accomplished something when it's 8 o'clock in the morning where people are still barely getting out of bed. That's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, deal, deal, man. And then, hey, go on some walks. Do some breath work, even if it's just six breaths every once in a while. And sometimes set a timer on your phone. I stole this from my father-in-law. Set a timer for five minutes every five minutes. Do 25 push-ups. Nice. And then just see what you can do, or if it's ten push-ups, whatever it is. It's just that's one thing that you can take from this as well. But yeah, I appreciate I like that. It. I appreciate you. I really, I really thank you, man. This is this is awesome. I enjoy your conversation. I enjoy your mind, and yeah, this was this was really fun. You know, when we were younger, we thought that it was cool to go to bed late and wake up late. The older you get, you realize that those who wake up early are the cool ones now. When you wake up in the mornings, early mornings, and you get out of bed and you get things done, you know you're doing something. Now it's about going to bed early, waking up early, and winning the day. That's what Will does. I try to do the same. I'm not, I'm not as good as him right now. That guy is, has some serious dedication, and it's extremely impressive. He had a 5 o'clock that he's got Monday through Friday, and I was cutting into his sleep time, uh, so I felt bad. 
but I cannot thank him enough for coming on and doing that with us. Talking about getting older, I just turned 37 years old. It was my birthday a few days ago, November 8th. You know, getting old, well, getting older is really just a number to me. But back in the day, it started to kind of freak me out. And I'll tell you, you're going to think I'm crazy, but when I turned 20 is when I kind of got shocked with life. It's a weird, weird stage of my life. It was, it was strange. My early 20s, I didn't really enjoy much because I never really partied. I really wasn't that guy. It wasn't like I couldn't wait till I'm 21 so I can go out and drink and, uh, you know, celebrate or whatever, get, get crazy with friends. I was never really that type of guy. So 20 to 24 was weird days. I just had weird, it was kind of a weird life. Confused. I was young, didn't really know what my motive was. I didn't really have much motivation. Um, from 25 to 30, things were looking better. But when I hit 30, things were a lot different. It was very strange. The night on my 30th birthday, something just turned on. And it's it's a weird feeling. I can't describe it. But on that day, when I turned 30... and Listen, to those who are scared about getting older, to those who are scared about their numbers getting bigger in terms of age, it should never do that to you. But this 30th birthday did it to me. And it was like a, a let's go stage. Like, let's go. It's time to do things in life. It's time to do things and hopefully change lives. And I can't describe the feeling, but that's what happened. And so... The most important thing to me is picking your friends. You, you can't pick family. If you end up with a good family, guess what? That is pure luck. You can't pick your family. So you're lucky if you've got a great family. What you can pick are your friends. And so you better make damn sure that your circle is good. Your circle is tight. And what I did for my 37th birthday, I celebrated it with the best group of people. It was my tight friends. I've got a handful of them. It was my family. That's all I needed. And there was a time where it hit me the next day where I don't have a, a, a real true education. I, I'll tell you, man, I don't like school. I never did. I always was learning on the fly even what I do today I've learned on the fly I think I can imitate people pretty well and I I believe that having that ability makes me imitate the good in people so when I see somebody doing something that's positive and good I can, tell them, well, I can do that too but the key is looking at the bad and the good because you have to know the difference between the good and the bad if you don't know the difference, then you're probably on the wrong track. If you can figure out the bad and the good, you're on the right track. And so I've had friends in my life and family in my life that I've seen their good and the bad. I've seen the positive and the negatives. And later in life, I figured out that I'm going to grab everybody's good trait and mold myself into that person. And all their negative traits, well, I can see that from afar. So 
I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that father. I don't want to be that brother. I don't want to be that uncle. But man, we've got to be aware. We got to be aware. You can't go into life with emotions. You can't. It's got to be a purpose. You have to have a purpose. And how you have that is surrounding yourself with great. That's it, man. Like Will and I were talking about books. I thank COVID for that. I thank COVID for a lot of things, things that, that are that are private that I don't want to talk about. But I thank COVID for the books that I've read. And it, it sometimes it's not even, look, I, I've got some ADD. And so when I'm reading a book or a page, I am lost. I am way out in like some other zone. But then I catch myself and say, whoa, 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 hang on. Let me get back into it. But it's a therapeutic thing. You're sitting there and it's comforting and you're either, you know, it's a beautiful, bright, sunny day or it's raining or you're outside. You're, you get lost. And so reading books is great, especially ones that you can really learn from. And if you want to learn a trait, open up a damn book and read it. I was never that guy. For me, it was a waste of time. I can go play basketball, I can go exercise, I can sleep, I can watch TV, I can watch a game. Oh man, reading books is is life-changing, it's game-changing. So I just wanted to bring you in on that because I know that there's a lot of people in all generations who freak out about age. And I've heard numerous stories about just that, about it's another day. It's really, for me, it's how I feel. It's it, it's it. It's how do my clothes fit? How do I feel physically? How do I feel mentally? And who am I around to teach me the good in everyday life? I am far from perfect, far from perfect. But when I tell myself these types of stories and remind you about it, guess who else I'm reminding? Myself, all right? So I want to thank you all for tuning in, listening to me. Our days are busy and I know a lot of people, I don't have time for a podcast. I, oh my God, an hour and a half. I don't have, well, you listen to it when you want, but it's about making time. And if you want to listen to it, you'll make time to listen to it. Uh, So I want to thank you for making the time to listen to my podcast. There are people that listen to it that I had no idea, but they'll see me randomly and tell me about an episode and it makes me really excited but the other part is like why don't you tell me that before because that stuff really gets me excited and it makes me want to do more shows so when they reach out to me and tell me about a certain episode it really makes my day and all this hard work is worth it because it's helping one person and hopefully that person shares it with another person and so on and so forth so Thank you again for making me a part of your day. It means a lot. I am Mike Gabriel. This is Mike Up Pod. Until next time, folks. No wasted days. Let's go.